Welcome to the new podcast, Truth in Politics, with New York State Assemblyman David DiPietro. David is the number one rated top conservative, according to the American Conservative Union. You want the truth about New York and national politics? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Hi everyone, this is David DiPietro, New York State Assemblyman, and this is the Truth in Politics show, where you get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. You're listening to the Big Weck Local Podcast Network right here, so stay with us. I hope you enjoy the show. A lot has happened this week, especially in New York State, where I was sitting on the floor of the Assembly for four days, and it was crazy Folks, the stuff I'm telling you, almost 99% of what I'm going to tell you happened just this week. This isn't stuff that happens over years and years. This is stuff we do every week. So I want to start out with something which you've probably all heard. But when I'm on the floor of the assembly, it just, and I watch, especially in this country, and I watch the radical, rapid turnover of our country into something that I don't even recognize anymore. Uh, I, I, I think about this because they're very, the Democrats, the liberals, the communists, the socialists, the radicals who are taking over this country, George Soros and the, their ilk, AOC, they have a plan, folks, and we don't get it. We continually sit on our hands and don't get it that they have a plan. They know how to systematically destroy this country for their power and their money. They don't believe like we do. They think we're a bunch of Neanderthals. I hear that all the time in Albany. If you're not from New York City and you're just out in the other part of the state that's all country, you are nothing but uh, a dumb Neanderthal, and they don't want to hear from you. So with that, I'm sure you've heard this, but it didn't start with gas chambers. It started with one party controlling the media, one party controlling the message, one party Deciding what is truth. One party censoring speech and silencing opposition. One party dividing citizens into us and them and calling on their supporters to harass them. It started when good people turned a blind eye and let it happen. And that's what we have. Just think of New York State. One party rule, folks. Supermajority in the New York State Senate. Uh, 43 18, something like that, 44, 20. It's, it's super majority. Super majority in the assembly last year, 107 to 43. We closed it down to 101 to 49, but still super majority, not even close. And we sit on our hands. And my job, I tell people, is to vote on Democrat bills. I hope you understand there has not been a Republican statewide bill, a Republican name on a statewide bill in New York State in over 44 years. Let that sink in. Okay? Republican bills never make it to the floor. They sit in committee for their lifetime. What did we do this week that's got me riled up? Because this is crazy, folks. I don't know if I talked to you last week because this was rugs. Okay, what's rugs? You want to go out and you go buy a rug. Well, they passed a law that all rug dealers have to sign into and be part of of a reclamation 
project where all rugs have to be recycled. Usually, what do you do? You roll them up, you tape them, you put them out to your garbage. You can't do that anymore. You're not going to be able to do that. What you have to do now is you take it back to the rug dealer, Carpets Plus, Carpet Smart, any of the Home Depot, Lowe's. You take it back and you just drop it off at the back door. You don't have to fill out any paperwork, nothing. And that store has to, by law, be involved in a recycling and have this recycling, this garbage facility, whatever you want to call it, pick these rugs up every day or every week. That costs a lot of money. You say, well, okay, well, what about the, the people that sell the rugs? Right. But say it's a carpet smart or a little store. It's not the rugs they sell. They have to take any carpet that comes back to them, any carpet that gets dropped off in the middle of the night. They have to take it and spend the money to dispose of it. If someone comes with a pickup truck with 10 rugs in it and drops them off, but they were never bought at that store, the store is still liable to get rid of them. If they come in with a semi-tractor, trailer, truck with 500 carpets on it, that will cost thousands and thousands of dollars to get rid of. They have to take it. And you say, well, that doesn't sound right. Yes, well, that's the law. That's what they want in New York State. And we debated it, and we lost, of course. But it's just another example of how they put these businesses out of business. And you say, well, it's only rugs, so don't buy rugs. Think about this, folks. Other flooring, like wood and laminates that we use, Most of those are made in China. Rugs are made in America. So what you're saying is we don't want American-made products in our state. We want the Chinese products. We want the foreign products. How upside down backwards is that? This is what they want, and this is what they have now. So I'm telling you, a semi-tractor pulls up and drops off hundreds and hundreds of old rugs. The rug company has to dispose of them. No, No ifs, ands, or buts. And if they don't... Get them done in a timely matter, a day or a week. There's $1,000 up to a $10,000 fine each week, especially and if you're not in one of these recycling programs, okay, you sign up with one like a, a disposal service, you're in big trouble. They will fine you. So what's going to happen with that? This is just, again, this is just one thing that's happening, folks. It's out of control. But what's going to happen is all these rug companies, say, down in Georgia, you know, where they uh, manufacture a lot of these carpets, they're not going to sell to New York. Rug prices are going to triple and quadruple. They're going to go up because you won't be able to get them and because these stores don't want to be involved. So they're not going to sell them. So what you're going to do is you're going to put mom and pop stores out of business or put a big hardship on them to the tune of maybe the big box stores being able to handle this financial burden. So this is is great. Let's just keep rolling because there's so much that happened this week that is just so stupid. These people are out of control. These liberals, they are not smart, folks. Don't let them fool you with their degrees and their pieces of paper that tell you how smart they are because they're just not. They have no common sense. Common sense in New York State has flown out the window. Okay, service stations, you own a service station, you do inspections, you don't do inspections. 43,460 service stations in New York State now have to put up a new sign saying that they do not do vehicle inspections if they don't. 
Well, I don't do one. Why do I have to put one up? I don't, I don't, you actually physically have to have a sign that says you don't. Okay. That's why is that? I don't know. We debated that and uh, blew them out of the water, of course, because they don't even know their own bills or what they're trying to do. But this is going to affect, again, just another unfunded mandate onto small businesses in New York State. Okay, they have to have a sign that says they do not do vehicle inspections, which is just, it's just, it's it's a crazy thing. That's, I don't know. I don't, that would be like saying, I don't eat orange candy and I have to put a sign up in my house. I don't eat orange candy. Well, it doesn't make any sense. Welcome to New York, folks. All right, what else did they pass this week? Did we sit on and debate them? Uh, doctors, here's, here's something for the medical society. Doctors will now need to inform New York State government when they want to sell or merge their practice because now they're going to be asking for paperwork and permission from New York State to sell your practice or to retire out and merge your practice with something else. Okay, when is this going to stop? What, what, what? They say it's going to handle be a handle for better health care. Really? When government got involved in health care, did your health care get better? Are you kidding me? When they try to pass single-payer health care, where the government tells you what doctor to use, and you think your health care is getting better? No, this is, again, government overrun. Government trying to tell you what they want and what they're going to do. Government saying, we're going to handle the medical practice in New York State, and when you retire or you want to merge with another doctor, so there's two doctors instead of one, New York State will tell you if it's okay. Really? They're talking about doing that with insurance. They're talking about doing that with other businesses, small businesses. Really, I need the government to tell me as a dry cleaner whether or not I can buy another dry cleaner? When did we get to this? This is just this week. I want to just reiterate, these are things we did this week. What else happened? Well, there were a lot of protesters this week, okay? We get a lot of them in Albany, but there were some nasty, nasty ones this week. Uh, The state troopers had to be called in. A lot of arrests, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, they told us on Wednesday to actually go outside the legislative office buildings and take the back door into the Capitol under guard because of the protesters inside the Capitol building. When you saw, the, when you see the protests and the violence that happens, and I was part of it uh, back in uh, uh, January, beginning of January, we went back in, and I'll tell you that, but... When you see it, it makes January 6th look like nothing. I went into the uh, chambers back at the beginning of January, and there were huge protests right in front of the chambers where we go in, there's a big area, and you walk through and you go up the steps and you get into the chambers. Well, they had the state troopers there. They had uh, our security people there, and there's a gentleman there, a great guy. He's about 6'8", 300 pounds, and built. He's one of our security guards uh, that, for the chambers. He saw me walking through with our sergeant-at-arms, and um, these protesters were all locking hands. And I got to the point where I was trying to weasel my way through, just trying to get, get through. They were locking. I said, look, I got to get into work. If you excuse me, it was real nice. Excuse me. And this lady started F-bombing me, and, I, and who, I, who doesn't know, she doesn't know me. And I just said, excuse me, I just got to get into work. And she wouldn't let me through. So I put my hand down in between them, and I tried to push myself through. And they stop me, and then she punches me in the gut, and the, and the guy next to her holding arms, he side-checks me, 
And so I've got her arm with my one hand, and I just, I just did one of those movie things where I just flipped my elbow right into her face. I think I knocked some teeth. Okay, and right as I did that, the I said, because I'm not going to take any of this junk from these people. Are you kidding me? And right as I did that, my security guy came over, and our sergeant at arms, and the state trooper who was about 10 feet away saw it, came over. They arrested about five of these people right on the ground, and he walks me in, and about five minutes later, this is a highlight of my life too, folks, he says to me, he comes over and goes, Mr. DiPietro, I got to tell you, that was, the, that was the best elbow I've ever seen. He goes, great job. He goes, you knocked her right out. I was like, thank you. It was awesome. So, you know, these things happen. Okay. But we don't put up with it. But we get a lot of uh, violent protests. A lot of people, there's people up there that don't want to pay their rent. They don't think they have to pay rent, rent free. You know, I get this apartment for life without having to pay you the, the landlord anything. And they were out there the other day, I forget what group it was, and they were outside, and they totally tore up the lawn in front of the Capitol. Now, I only bring that up because if you remember back at the SAFE Act 11 years ago, the very first day I was in office, they, we had a big protest a couple weeks later, and, and if you remember, Governor Cuomo said we tore up the lawn and tried to, tried to make groups tried to sue groups to pay like $110,000 to fix the lawn, which was hilarious because, uh, you know, because all these other people come up during the winter and, and protest and they never, you know, nothing's ever said. So, Miss Hochul, where, where is your, where are you getting these groups, these liberal uh, Antifa type groups and making them pay? It's such a, it's, this is what we get up there. So, we also... We had two ridiculous bills. One of them was that stupid with the, with the, put the sign in the window, making up a new sign saying you don't do inspections. And then there was another one. And um, our floor leader just out of the blue said, do we really need these two bills? Okay, these are sort of ridiculous. Do we really need these, he said. And out of the blue... The Democrat just said, no, no, we don't. <laughs> it was like, well, why are we doing this? Why are we wasting our time on something so stupid? That we and, and you're telling us, he came right out. I couldn't believe he actually admitted it on the floor because we do this all the time. But he actually admitted and said, no, we don't need these. But we're going to do them anyway. Why? Because we've got the power and it's, we control everything that happens in Albany. And we're going to do it. It just, it's, it's. It, it gets beyond belief. I tell people all the time, come to Albany, call me up. I'll bring you down on the floor. You can sit with me. And I've done that over my, my tenure. And probably about 44 people now have come, about half of them I know, half of them I don't. They just say, hey, you said it. I saw you at an event and I'm bringing my kids. So I give them a nice tour. I get them on the floor. Every single person that sat on the floor with me within 30 minutes looks at me and says, David, what happened? What's that about? Are you kidding? What's this about? They see the corruption when you're there on the floor and you see it in with your own eyes. You're listening to it and you actually watch what happens. You can't get this off TV. You can't get this by hearing other people talk about it. You, when you sit there, though, you will actually see it and you'll, you'll be so amazed. Your hair will get blown back. And there was one time I had a farmer out in, one of my, in Wyoming County uh, came up and he sat next to me. 
And after about a half hour, he says, Dave, what is going on? This is ridiculous. He goes, I can't believe it. And I, a couple people behind me were laughing and said, Dave, you got, you got another one, huh? And I said, yeah. He said, well, we're in the middle of a debate. This gentleman stands up. Okay, you can't say anything on the floor. It's, he stands up and starts screaming and says, there are these beautiful stained glass windows about 40 feet above the chamber all along the top, right? And he just stands up and says, if it was up to me, I would back cement trucks up to every one of those windows and bury everyone in this place, in the whole place, dead silence. And I look up at the speaker, and there's steam coming out of his ears. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, here come the ethics charges. Uh, I am, this is, I'm done. I can't believe, I mean, I'm just floored. This guy just stood up and screamed this out. He was so upset. And uh, all of a sudden, everybody starts laughing. They thought it was funny. And then I look over back, and I look back over the speaker, and he starts laughing. And then he just says, Mr. DiPietro, would you kindly tell your guest that there are, they're not allowed to speak on the floor. It's a privilege to be on the floor. He's not allowed, okay, or we'll have to be remove him. And I was like, yes, Mr. Speaker. I, I thought I was in for it, but this is what people see. And this guy totally just had enough and said, this is ridiculous. And he, he, he did something we all want to do, and that's uh, we want to burst out, but we have to do it in such a way, okay, that we can make our point because they don't pay any attention to us up there, folks. We're in the minority. They just put their bills up. They pass them. You know, they vet them in conference. And then when they get up there, no one on their side of the aisle ever speaks out against their bills, okay? They never call out another member. That's why I love it. When I come back home and I see these Democrats locally who I fought for this, I fought against this, and it's like, no, you didn't. I don't even know if you voted against it. But you never said a word on the floor. You never do because you'll never say anything against your own member. And half these people, when they push the button to vote green or red, and Democrats are always green because it's all their bills. So they vet them in conference. If they want to vote no, they're told to sit down, shut up and wait till they've got 80 approximately 80 votes, which is 75 plus one is half. When they get it passed with their 80, because they have 101, just so you know the numbers, when they get their 80, then they can vote no. And a lot of times they'll wait till the vote is called, right at the last second to hit the red button. But most of the time, folks, they vote green to make it look like they're voting with their member. And then after the vote's taken, they go up to the chamber and they say, please change my vote. So you might be watching and thinking, oh, that, that assemblyman or senator of mine voted for this Bill Green. And then you never know that they actually didn't. Because once they put it on paper, once they go up and say, please change my vote to red so they can have plausible deniability, uh, that vote then doesn't get entered into the system until 24 hours later. So you could look, uh, you know, later on in the day, you'll never see it. It'll still say it, that they voted for it. It's so corrupt. The corruption drips off the walls up there, folks. And I say it all the time, and I hope you uh, ever get a chance to come up there because New York State is burning and the Democrats are fiddling. Simple as that. They're just fiddling away, putting up all sorts of junk uh, with this no-show voting we now have. 
Uh, it gets crazy. Every I post a picture every day. And the most I've ever seen out of 101 Democrats, the most I've seen in their seats is 51. The other 50 are gone. Where are they? We don't know. Okay. They're supposed to be on the floor voting. They're supposed to be on the floor. That's what it was up until this year when they changed it. What does that mean? It means what they did was they made all the buttons green on every vote. It used to be you had to push your own button. No one can push the button for you. But because Democrats supermajority, their bills, you know, they vet their bills in conference. They bring them onto the floor so they know they've got the votes. And, they, and that's the way it's been for 44 years. There's never been a bill defeated on the floor of the assembly in over 44 years. Because they won't put it up in their, if their conference doesn't want it. So they put up thousands of votes and they're always going to be green. So what did they do this year, a few, uh, last month? They said they made a rule change that said every vote is green. So they don't have to be there. So if the only, only time you have to be in your seat is if you want to vote no, red. That's me. I'm the number one no voter in New York State and have been for years. I vote no on most of their stuff. They hate that, but they love no-show voting because what happens? This happened 30 years ago. I want to tell you, this is what the Democrats had 30 years ago. They would have a, a staffer swipe in, which is illegal, but they don't care who's going to call them on it. So they have a staffer swipe them in, and now they're in session for the entire day. All the votes come up. They're green, and they're home, and they'll do this for a week, two, three weeks at a time. They don't even come to Albany. But this is, this is what they just did. Now, the public went nuts back when this happened and said, get in your seats. We pay you to be there. We pay you to go to Albany and do your job. But they've gotten so arrogant. And the far left, AOC, who's running the state now, they've gotten so arrogant and so leftist. They don't care what you think. That's why they voted themselves a $32,000 raise. They don't care. So while they're at home drinking their lattes, sitting on the porch in front of their pool, going to the gym, their vote's getting counted. Whereas uh, the Republicans are all in their seats. We are there every week and just and doing our votes, whether we vote with or against, we're there. And it's, it, I'll take, I've been posting pictures every day of all these people not in the chambers, Okay. And they try to tell us, oh, we're there. No, you're not. I go into the break room. The only other place you could be is in the break room. The other day, there were 38 people on the floor. I went in the break room and there were nine. That's 47. Where were the other 54 Democrats? Okay. We're in session. We're only in session literally two hours, hour and a half, two hours. Where are you? That you're not coming in. There were no committee meetings. But this is the corruption that we have. And I was telling somebody the other day, you know, it's a part-time job. We're there January, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, it's not, we're not there five days a week. Okay. And then by June 1st, we're done. We're there five months. We get two weeks off in February. We get a couple weeks off at Easter. Um, you know, we go back for a day, two days, three days. I think twice, two or three times a year, like in March before the budget, they bring us back Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday to make it look like we're actually working. Okay. While Republicans sit on their hands, while Democrats 
divvy up $240 billion amongst themselves. There's no Republican interest involved whatsoever in that budget. But this is what they do. And I was going to tell someone three and a half years ago, three years ago, we were making $79,000. And three years ago, they went to 110000 Okay, second most or most in the country by a thousand bucks or something. California, I forget who has the, and uh, they had to have one hundred and ten thousand. Well, that wasn't enough three years ago, and that's why at Christmas, two days before the big storm that came through Western New York, they went. They called us back two days before Christmas because no one's paying attention, and they bumped it up to one hundred and forty-two thousand, a thirty-two thousand dollar raise, right while COVID's ending, and millions and millions of people have left the state lost their business, lost their income, couldn't get health insurance, couldn't get uh, uh, unemployment insurance, and they're giving themselves a raise. And I tell people, and they say, oh, you did? I, don't, I, don't, I didn't hear about it. You're darn right you didn't, because it was two days before Christmas, and no one pays attention. But these people are, this is what they do. So I wanted to let you know that... Uh, I'll keep posting that if you go on my, my Facebook page. I'll, I'll always, oh, no, let, let me tell you this. This is a great one because this come, came back up last week. We were talking about it, the Democrats. It's on bail reform and on, on, on the whole, we did a press conference on, on trying to eliminate this bail reform because it's, it's caused people, many people have died, let alone everything else bad about it. Um, they want to serve 15 years and at age 55, you're out. So you get any kind of a murder charge, any kind of a felony, name the felony, doesn't matter. Let's say you get uh, a life term, everything, they want to change everything. So if you've served 15 years of your sentence and you turn 55, no matter what, you're out. You're done. You're out. You immediately let go. Pedophile. You got a, a life term. Uh, okay, you've uh, you've raped a number of little boys or girls, uh, and 15 years later, you serve 15, you turn 55, you're out. No questions asked. How does that sit with you? Do you think that would be something you would be? But I'm telling you, this is what they want. You know why? Because no one is guilty of anything. No one is guilty in New York State. This is what we've learned from liberals and Democrats. No one is guilty. It's all racist, and it's all a misunderstanding. I had someone on, someone the other day, we were talking in the break room, and they were talking about a gentleman who had been convicted of murder, and the word they used was he was misunderstood. (laughs) I'm sorry. Misunderstood for taking someone else's life? But this is what they believe. And it's like a religion. So the law on criminal charges. Do you know that they changed it? So if you get a one-year sentence, say you get arrested and you get a minimum, say, of, a, of one year. They changed that sentence to 364 days, one day less. Why did they do that? Instead of a one-year down, you can't get a one-year sentence. It's 364 days. Because a one-year sentence implies, and what happens with a one-year sentence minimum, is you get deported. If you're an illegal alien, it's automatic deportation. 
So they changed it to 364 days. So no matter what crime an illegal alien commits, if it's a one-year sentence, it goes to 364 days so that they cannot be deported. It's, 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 you know, that we've got a prison system now where they're letting everyone out, but 74%, which I, I found this amazing when I heard this, 74% of all prisoners that we have in New York State are labeled violent felons. These are people that have knifed people, shot people, uh, beat somebody with a hammer, uh, committed violence. And that's three quarters of our prisoners, and they're trying to let them out. You know, it's one thing when there's white collar crime, uh, when there's there there's all different parameters, but violent felons have a recidivism rate. Okay, I hope I said that right. Where they go back out and commit it of eighty four percent. So why are we letting these people out? That's not something we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to let these people out. Serve their time. But a great one we did the other day was all these prisoners, when they get released from prison, must, this is a must, must be given voting registration forms upon release. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. There has to be a board of elections person there upon their release to give them the form so they can register to vote and, and, and make sure that it's put in the system. Because that's the first thing we need to do for a lot of these prisoners when they get out of prison is make sure that they have a voter registration form all filled out. Well, what do you think most of these people, if you hand them the form, what do you think they're going to do? The first garbage can they come against, they're going to just take the form and throw it out. They don't care. So why do do we have to have a Board of Elections person there? It's because (laughs) they're going to fill it out for them. 99% 99% of these people are just going to say, you fill it out or you take it or, or just, and they're going to fill it out for them and they're going to be an automatic Democrat voter. And there was more this week. I just I hope I'm impressing upon you the corruption that is in government and it's at the federal level also. We try to think that it's, it's, don't ever look up to your politicians. That's what I would say. Don't ever look up to them and think that these are, these people are always doing the right thing and that they care about you, especially the Democrats. Because it's all about their power and money. They have total power. And what you find out is you, if you think that one of them has some moral standing, some moral background, you're not going to find out that because what's going to happen is and what they do is they do whatever the party tells them to do because they have to stay in line. On the Republican side, we're super minority. So we are able to stay with our moral standard and vote against things for or against but they do not. It's, uh, it's pretty wild. So I hope you enjoyed it. We're going to keep going. Next week, we're going to go back into this. I'm going to give you some more input on what happens in New York State, how it affects us nationally. I hope you enjoyed it. Always reply if you can. Send us an email. Uh, let us know what you think. It's getting a little worse, folks. I wish I had better news, but the same characters who gave us everything the last couple of years, especially in New York State, all got reelected. And they're back in charge, and the inmates are running the asylum. God bless you. Always remember, God is still on the throne. We win. I read the back of the book. We have to do this. We have to run the race, as Paul said. We have to run the race, and that's what we're doing. We're always going to stand up for our moral standards, for our families, for the unborn, for God, for Jesus. 
You never have to worry about that. That's what I am going to do, standing up, and I want to be your voice. So thank you very much. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to the new podcast, Truth in Politics, with New York State Assemblyman David DiPietro. We welcome you to download and listen to the new podcast every week online at truthinpolitics.social and on numerous podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, and Spotify. Connect with David on social media and at truthinpolitics.social. The Truth in Politics podcast is done in partnership with Radio One Buffalo, LLC.